when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. This is Nicole Hannah-Jones, creator of the 1619 Project from the New York Times Magazine. The project makes a case that you don't often hear in history textbooks, that slavery was foundational to America. So it wasn't surprising that we ignited a fierce debate among historians about these issues. But that's the power of the New York Times, to spark an important dialogue with bold, rigorous reporting that forces us to examine our assumptions. To learn more, go to nytimes.com slash worth it. Hi, I'm Imri, the host of The Wannabe Podcast, the podcast that takes you from where you are now to where you want to be in 30 minutes or less. Thank you so much for joining me again today. I'm so excited that you're here. If you have not listened to yesterday's episode with Yester Daily Ward, then I urge you to circle back to that because it was an incredibly powerful episode. Before we get started with today's episode, I just want to give you a quick reminder to check out Shout Out Live the Festival. It is going to be an incredible day and we have got... All of the radical women in podcasting here to tell their stories, to share their thoughts, opinions and advice so that you can take your podcast ideas to the next level. We have panels called Content is Queen, Developing the Next Generation of Female Podcasters, workshops that include telling storytelling in your podcast. We have confidence building sessions and how to build fruitful brand partnership workshops. And I'll be doing a live show with a very special guest who is yet to be announced. So please do head on over to solivefestival.com and register to get your ticket. Word on the street is that the ticket, if you register, is £10 off. So I don't know how long that's going to last for. I suggest you go and register now. Like, do it now. S-O-L-I-V-E, L-I-V-E, festival.com. Today, I am joined by the brilliant Yessa Daly Ward. She's a writer, model and poet. Yes, I first wrote On Snakes and Other Stories, self-published Bone, and her most recent book, The Terrible, which is published by Penguin, is a memoir about her life in the north of England. I talked a little bit about it already, and we're going to talk about it some more today. In today's episode, we talk about how you tell other people's stories when they overlap with your own. We touch on toxic relationships and how to escape them, and why meditation is essential for a busy life. Let's go. Who did you want to be before you became who you are today and why? Well, actually, the, the, well, the person that I wanted to be is like a version of myself. I wanted to be confident, which is something that I didn't have naturally, I don't think, um, apart from in some very distinct areas. Um, and I, I wanted to, I don't know, be able to speak my truth and to, you know, go out in the world and, and I guess be of service in some way. But I just didn't know what that was. Or indeed, I, I I kind of had an idea of what it was, but I didn't know how to go about it. Yeah, was it like a positive impact thing? So were you looking at like the people that were making massive changes and thinking, yes, that 
that's kind of what I want. I was, but and there was certainly a part of it that felt very far away. Yeah. As though, like, oh, I know I'd like to be there, but, like, how do you get there? How does, like, an ordinary person get there, you yeah. know? Uh, so it's, yeah, it's it's been a really interesting experience, the whole thing. Yeah, because you've really kind of, like, blown up, I guess, Internet and social media really has helped in a lot of ways. Of course it does. Um, yeah. It's making a lot of people, it's like really democratized how we consume content, who we're consuming content from. Yeah. Um, and it's really giving us access to a different mediums that I guess we wouldn't have ordinarily have had like 10, 20 years ago. Right. I say this like I'm more than 30 years old. I'm not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it's really democratized like how we view things. And I really love the terrible witches, kind of what we're here to talk about a little bit and how honest you were and something that really I guess for me like I related so much to it because I have Jamaican fam like my dad's side is Jamaican my mom's side is Kittishan so they're mm-hmm. still Caribbean it's, it's, all, <laughs> it's all the same no it's not the same <laughs> quite different isn't they it? are quite the different. nuances the small island versus big island yeah. thing that's a whole separate aside, but <laughs> I could definitely relate to like some of how you developed the story, especially in the beginning where you're setting up like your grandparents' house and the display camera and the yes. back room. My grandma still has a back room. Yes, <laughs> everybody has it. It's there. I was wondering if my mum was going to grow up and actually develop this kind of cabinet and fine china that only sits in that cupboard and never gets, never gets taken out ever. Never gets used. It's really weird. I was like, where is this going to go when you die? It's like a house. It's like a room in the house that's just decorative. Yeah. Yeah. Like a decorative, it's very, very interesting. It's so much posher than how I live right now. Yeah. Because oh God, me too. flats are small. Very, very. <laughs> small, extra rooms get turned into bedrooms. So. I think I've got like an aversion now to having too much stuff. My flat, my flat is so minimal. I have like, I think people would walk in and be like, where is your stuff? Because I like to go through life with as little as possible. But I think it's almost like a response to growing up with like boxes and boxes stuff, yeah. of things and things packed up on top of other things. And yeah. That's a really cool way to go about it because my mom is slightly a hoarder and yes. so I have hoarding traits oh, but I hoard really weird things like I'll hoard clothes weird um, <laughs> which is fine uh, and I'll hoard papers uh, which actually is probably a really common thing to hoard yeah no I do you, do you have those drawers and like suitcases full yeah, of paper yeah this might be relevant yeah <laughs> oh goodness so I really would like to know how you managed to get around to going completely the opposite, like so minimal. Is it just because it was just so much like... Yeah, and I think my mind feels a lot clearer when there is less around me. Yeah. I, and, and I don't, I also don't like to be linked to, I like to come through a time and I don't like to be linked too much in, in past. That I like to live very here and now. So unless you really, you know, there's some things like, there's some like banking stuff that you have to hold on to. Yeah. But I... For, Every time, like, I join anything, I'm always, like, paperless, paperless, like, really strictly. You know, I don't like wasting paper either. But it's, like, I just don't like to have a lot of stuff. I feel like it weighs me down. So, yeah. And also, I move so much. It just isn't feasible. I hear that, man. I remember I lived in the Caribbean for two years. So I lived in St. Kitts. And it really forced me to really prioritize what stuff I wanted to take but I always paid for two suitcases I was really? gonna pay I paid I had to I was wow. gonna be there for two years 
Um, and over that time, I had just accumulated so much stuff. And I lived in an empty house. There was like no furniture. There were no kitchen utensils. For like the first three months, I was living off noodles and a, and a kettle. Goodness me. It was really dramatic. <laughs> and um, <laughs> so, yeah, I do remember that time where I was like, I didn't have that much stuff. It was nice. And now yeah. I'm like back to my old ways. Oh, you've gone back. You've reverted. Yeah. I have. I have way too much stuff. I need oh, to. Oh, wow. And I watched the Minimalist documentary too. Oh, I need I to like, see that. Oh, it's on Netflix. It's amazing. Yeah, it's I all love about like that. stripping back and people that live in tiny houses. Yeah, I love tiny homes. I find them very claustrophobic. I can understand <laughs> that though. I can understand, you know, I think sometimes you need space to breathe, don't you? And yeah. they can be a little bit oppressive. But I love the idea of not just not having a lot of stuff. Uh, but it's it's hard. It's hard because you just naturally accumulate stuff, don't you? Yeah, it's trinkets and things. But do you think trinkets. some of that comes back from you being like a Seventh Day Adventist while growing up that way, um, where you're not really allowed to kind of accumulate things that show off like wealth or anything like that? Well, it's interesting. It's it's a strange the strange paradox there because. Then they're Jamaican, so they do, yeah. you know, you know, because they've got all the lace tablecloths and lots of just lots of chintz and lots of like, you know, snow globe cones and like yeah. and, and so many ornaments that are glass, like coloured glass and like yeah, the, the China figurines. Do you have the ones with the um the sand, the multicoloured sand? Yes, that's like a fish like or something. A, oh yes, all of yes, of course. That I feel like everybody's got that. Yeah, everybody's got that one. Yeah. Oh, that's so cute though. I used to think, oh, I, I want I want to inherit these, but no, no I just it's okay. I don't like keep them in my mind. Maybe put them in like a museum where they can just be a walkthrough yeah. for other people just archive them somewhere maybe the, the black cultural archives there's a really good um book called the front rooms have you seen it no I haven't. oh my goodness a, a front room book and it shows like all the west indian uh, t- houses t- typically probably what our west indian grandmas houses are like right now from the 60s like and they haven't oh, really nice. changed it. all yeah. the wallpaper and everything that we were talking about it's really like oh it's really nostalgic actually. oh i love that i might get it yeah i have to get it i'll send you the link please do i really want it i love looking at that stuff i love going to my grandma's house because it's really just like a throwback into yeah. being like five or six years old again yeah uh, and we go back every christmas so it's really very much like whoa i'm reverting back yeah. to being like a tiny person nothing much changes yeah does it? it definitely doesn't change this is nicole hannah jones creator of the 1619 project from the new york times magazine The project makes a case that you don't often hear in history textbooks, that slavery was foundational to America. So it wasn't surprising that we ignited a fierce debate among historians about these issues. But that's the power of the New York Times, to spark an important dialogue with bold, rigorous reporting that forces us to examine our assumptions. To learn more, go to nytimes.com slash worth it. At all. What is... The terrible. So the terrible. Okay, so I'll, I'll give you the obvious answer first. <laughs> the terrible is a memoir, um, kind of chronicling from when I was a child until like right until right now until last year. Um, and the reason it is called the terrible is because I kind of thought about um, the terrible uh, as personification of the things that we all go through. Um, it can be grief, it can be loneliness, abandonment, it can be despair, 
It can be sadness, depression, eating disorders, anything that, mm-hmm. you know, that any common themes and something that you re- things that you really need to deal with. And if you don't deal with them, how it can just follow you. So it'll be like this little monster just like yeah. <laughs> running alongside you your whole life unless you do something. It does not matter where in the world you go. It doesn't matter your coordinates. It's a state of mind and it's something that you have to deal with. So I, with this with this idea of, of the terrible as a thing or as a person that's with you, I just wanted to explore that. It didn't happen on purpose. You know, when you're writing, it comes from somewhere else anyway. Yeah. So it just kind of came together. And I thought, yeah, you know, that's that's what the terrible is. And I think everyone has their own version of the terrible. Oh, for sure. I had moments where I definitely related to some elements of your story, especially, I guess, like that kind of early 20s phase where I was running around doing wild things just wild things even in St Kitts where I was kind of more free and it was that feeling of being like I'm not beholden to anyone anymore and just doing the wildest things and I think it was your friend Paulette in the book who Mm. was just your kind of wild friend yeah yeah (laughs) and I was like I had that person it lasted all of three weeks because she was crazy yeah and it's not it's not sustainable to have those people in your life because they're never going to say, okay, let's reel it back a little bit. Yeah. You know, you're just going to go to the bitter end. So she probably could have gotten me killed for sure. Oh, yeah. wow. So she wow, was, it was like that. It was very, th- like, it was a free, free week and very intense friendship that started yeah. very much out of nowhere. Yeah. And became quite toxic very quickly. And then it just had to. And I was like, I can't see you anymore. Like, and those friendships really are, it's just strange. They get really intense very, very quickly, quick. don't yeah. they? How did you get out of it? So similar to how you, this is why I related so much because you know how you said she had called you and just said yeah, really horrible yeah, things. Yeah. She basically did the. My oh, friend did wow. the same thing. We was, we went out um, and she had introduced me to some things that I won't name on the podcast. <laughs> uh, and it was the first time I'd ever done that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was really like in a weird space because of it. Yeah. And then at the end of the night, she just was. She was calling me every name under oh, the wow. sun, like in front of people. Oh wow. Um, and she, I was just like, yes. Yeah, so I'm not going to hang out with this girl anymore because she was just going off and doing all kinds of crazy things anyway. And I was like, it's cool. We don't have to. Yeah. And it was like. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. It was only three weeks. I think, like, mentally, I was like, it's not that deep. Like, yeah. you have other friends. Like, you can, like, fight your way out. But it wasn't... It was very intense. So I was really fearful of seeing her in public again. Oh, and I can imagine, like that. yeah. Because we were on a small island. And it, yeah, it was very traumatic. Um, so I'll never forget her. And I've never stumbled into her ever again. Oh, good. 
Like, this thing is cancelled now. Over. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, so I could definitely, I was reading it and I was like, it's so weird that I can relate to this part of the Caribbean background. Yeah. And then I only know, like, my Jamaican family being Seventh-day Adventists and I only met them, like, two years ago and oh. I did not go to church. No. <laughs> I got out of it. I was like, I'm not going. <laughs> you will not make me Were they go. mad or were they okay with it? I think uh, in their heads they were just disappointed, but because they didn't know me that well and I was yeah. relatively new to meeting that family, they kind of, let yeah, it slide. Yeah. They couldn't they couldn't hold me down that much, but yeah. They're like, oh she she wasn't like she was she was alright, she wasn't raised into it. So, yeah. Yeah. They kind of gave me that pass. Bly, but yeah. My mum's family are just Pentecostal Christians, so oh, wow. they don't like you going to carnival or, or Christians everywhere with your family. Bruh, wow. Literally. <laughs> um, so in terms of writing the terrible, I know that a lot of it is a lot about your family mm-hmm. and when you're, I guess when you're writing about family, because I have my own family skeletons that I would probably mm-hmm. like to share because it forms part of my story. How do you navigate what parts you're going to tell of other people's story? Um, I, it's strange because I really am only responsible for telling my story, but of course your story overlaps with, course, with the stories yeah. of other people. Um, but the only person whose story I get into quite deeply other than mine is my little brother. And uh, he was, I sent like the proof to him and was uh, asked him, you know, is this, he wanted me to put more and he was like, oh, wow. tell them about this, tell them about, which I did. They went back and like put more in because I didn't, you know, I didn't want to compromise him. Mm-hmm. But he's just so happy that the story is being told because, you know, it's a story we share and it's a, there's so much to it, you know, there's so much to it. There's so much grit in there. But he's, he said, no, you know, we, we need to tell this story. It's ours. And he he wants it out out there. That's so. really cool. Yeah, yeah. That but he's a storyteller nice. too, oh, that's so cool. <laughs> you know he understands how that goes. That must be. I I feel like if I were to tell my story, my family would not take that well. <laughs> well, I feel like not all of them will. You yeah, know? not all of them will. Um, he actually appears on the on the audio book. Oh, nice. As well. Yeah, he's in the, in the audio book at the at the end. Like he does his own parts, which is really is really cool. Oh, that's so cool! I can't wait to hear it. I really want an audio book version. Oh, it's out today. So, is it? Yes. yes. Cool. <laughs> download it. Yeah. I will get it from Audible if it's available. Yes. Yes. Great. Yes. Perfect. Um, are there any parts of the book that you? read back and think oh, maybe I shouldn't have included that no no oh, that's it's, a good it, no not at all it's it, and you've got to commit to it you, you've got to commit to it no it's not about censoring yourself nobody is um demonized in it you know it, it it talks just quite frankly about what what had happened and everyone is is very human you know even the people who were doing not great things but I don't do great things in it either mm. so it's like yeah it's you can't then worry about that because that gets in the way of art and whenever you're making art whatever it is in film in anything like that you you have to not get in your own way and you have to decide okay I'm telling the story you know and if at the end of the day if it really felt wrong I wouldn't have done it yeah that's a really good benchmark I guess if yeah. it feels I, I guess there's the comfort and uncomfortability side of things yes. which is when you're growing that's yeah. the, the sign of growth and then there's the wrong feeling which I guess feels distinctly different yeah of, I shouldn't do that yeah um and not out of fear 
So I'm guessing, yeah. have you gotten really good at knowing the difference? Well, you know, your soul knows. What I, I think I have is a really distinct um, sense of my own self and how I feel. I, I mean, I really look at, I, I meditate and stuff. So I'm always yeah. like, I, I have to like a quite a balanced core. Yeah. You have to, because I'm traveling all over the place and, you know, always yeah, trying. Yeah, to be grounded. So you, oh, you have to, <laughs> yeah. you have to, or, you know, I couldn't do any of it. So yeah, I can hear myself. If something feels like distinctly wrong, then I listen to that. Or something doesn't feel, you know, morally right in, in in terms of how I how I view things then I look at that as well nice where what got you into meditation besides moving or uh, did you get into it before I've been a meditate a meditator is that even a word I have meditate been involved in <laughs> meditation for um maybe the best part of two years um I just find it a really clear way, a really clear and distinct way of checking in with yourself every day, clearing your thoughts and being like, you know, living mindfully, being in the now, listening to your breath and your heartbeat and, you know, realizing that uh, the world and our interconnectivity in it and also how insignificant we are mm. as as individuals you know how the you know collective energy is really important and yeah like my sense of spirituality is 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 very intense because i i, I was grew up in a very christian yeah. household so you know i i, I do I, I love to meditate and, and and give thanks for everything that's around me on and it has to happen on a daily basis oh wow you know it has to it's very important because that you know when you are busy and you know you, you're working in media and stuff, it's it can be easy to get those not so nice feelings, you mm. know, uh, feelings of pressure or stress or just anxiety at how fast everything has been moving. So I, I, I you know, it's like going to the gym, like yeah. it's, it's like mental, you know, workout, looking after yourself mentally. I hear that. Yeah. I recently got into it. I would say in the last maybe year. Oh wow! So I'm very new to it. And have you? Are you enjoying it? How has it I helped? I am. Though I would say so. When I first started, it was very much like you said. It, there's a lot of overwhelm. There's a lot of yeah. noise around me, and it really helped to kind of scale back and just. I need to understand what's happening with my body, and I went through like the most intense burnout that I'd ever wow. had in like a long time because we were planning a festival, we had shows oh, being wow. produced. I was just doing so much stuff and I was like, I am not doing any of these things well. And mm. like, I watched 13 Reasons Why, which triggered me. Oh my belief. goodness. I'm scared to watch Don't that. watch it. Everybody said it's just way too much. It's I, too much. I'm too sensitive for all that. Honestly, so. if you're a vulnerable person, just don't watch it because it really triggered one of my worst kind of depressions. Oh, uh, oh yeah, it did. Yeah, really badly. Really, really bad. It's horrible. Oh. Um, and it doesn't really do a good job of kind of telling you what to do after. And when you're in, when you place someone into that mind space, the last thing you want to do is get help or you don't know how to get help. You're just kind of drowning. Yeah. And I felt like I was just left drowning and unable to oh, find wow. air. Um, and it's only because I've done like CBT in the past because oh, of yeah. past family stuff yeah. um, that I was able to kind of pull some of those tools out like really quickly to kind of not completely fall to the floor. But it was pretty, pretty horrendous. So, yeah, I got into yeah. meditation more seriously just because I was like, I don't know what else I can do. I have antidepressants. I have. I can do therapy, mm -hmm. but 
I need to try something else. I need to get better at looking at what I'm doing. Yeah, um, yeah. And like just holding myself, like uh, the Slumflower was saying at the event, like holding myself accountable, like what have I done to contribute to these situations? Or what have I done to allow, what, what are my actions that have allowed this to take place? Yeah. And I think meditation really helps with that and like keeping a gratitude journal. Oh my um, goodness, I and, swear yeah. by that. I love them because yeah. it really does force you to rethink about how your day went and yeah. instead of focusing on the bad things, you focus on the nice things. And it's a nice shift. So yeah, I definitely, I definitely like can vouch for some meditation. Yeah, yeah it's brilliant. Love it. It's brilliant. It's a, and it's an, it's a way of life. You know, it become it quickly becomes a way of life. And I can feel when I haven't done it. Yeah, I can feel it. It's yeah, my soul feels tired. So I'm just <laughs> right? like, oh, I need to be like. It's like um, getting rid of dirty water, isn't it? And then yes, getting the clean water. Like yeah. a nice clean bath. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you on that. <laughs> so finally. I wanted to know what the worst advice you've ever received was and what the best advice you've ever received was. I think the worst advice... Oh, it's a double-edged sword. Okay, the worst advice and the best advice have been almost the same advice, and I'll tell you how it, like, I broke it down. Like, the worst advice would was to, like keep pushing, keep pushing, work hard, work hard, work hard. It actually was because what you can do is you can you can repel the goal by, like, for, trying to force things. Yeah. You know, you, so you can be like, I want, you know, if, you, if, if money is what you want, it could be like, I want money, I don't have money, how can I get money, blah, 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 blah. And it becomes something that, you, that, that starts to move away from you because you're always actually focused on the lack yeah, just like it was with, with work. Yeah, yeah like with, with work, I used to be an actor and I used to chase it so much. I used to send my headshot everywhere, like do everything, you know. And then I'd get into the audition, do the audition, okay. And like I'd always get into the, the last few people, but never get it. Yeah. And I was like, why is it? Because I want it so much. And in the same way, um, just, yeah, any time thinking about like um, starting businesses, I would start it and then like the, then run out of steam. Um, so that was bad advice because it was kind of it, it the goal when the goal isn't isn't specific yeah and and it's too much there's too much resistance and like and like almost n- non believing that you can really get it about it you're gonna repel it now th- on the flip side of that working diligently and 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 yeah just diligently rather than hard mm-hmm. is really good advice so even if you just do an hour a day of writing it's better than like trying to do going I've got it sh- I should be doing like six hours but I'm not and then you actually sit there but nothing comes yeah just doing doing less but just checking in with it and enjoying it you know so consistency has been my best advice the consistency is key but just working hard for the sake of working hard is not like working smart as they say yeah you know Oh, that was a word today. I needed that. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much, Yessa. This oh, has been an absolute pleasure. You're so welcome. This has been a pleasure. All right. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. Yessa is absolutely brilliant. I cannot wait for you guys to read her book, The Terrible Go and Cop That ASAP. It's so, 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 so good, especially if you're from Caribbean descent. Like it's felt so familiar to me and I really love that about it. If you'd like to follow Yessa on Twitter and Instagram, you can do so at Yessa Daily Ward. That's Y-R-S-A-D-A-L-E-Y-W-A-R-D. The Terrible is also out now, so go and get it wherever books are sold. 
If you like this podcast and you think you can do what I do or you can do it better than I can, then visit shoutoutnetwork.co.uk to find out about membership options or just recording where, where I record because you can do that too. Also, just a quick reminder to head on over to solifefestival.com to register to get your tickets. Tickets are super, super limited this year. Like last year, we had over 800 people attend our first festival, which featured like the Brilliant Idiot and the Friend Zone and another round. Like it was actually a sick day. But this year, we do not have the same capacity. We only have 300 tickets available. And we have yet to put it out to the people that came last year. So if you have not registered, please head on over to solifefestival.com. It's all about radical women in podcasting. We have workshops, we have panels, and we have live shows this year. It's really about upgrading the next generation of female podcasters. Like, we are here for it. And yes, gentlemen, you are welcome too. You can come if you register at solifefestival.com. A ticket link will be sent to you with a special promo code. So... Make sure you go and do that today. Right now is preferable, please and thanks. Be sure to follow Wannabe on Twitter and Instagram at Wannabe Podcast. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please, please, please do leave a rating and review on iTunes. I saw a new one come through and I'm really, really excited about it. But please do help this podcast grow. If you love hearing it week after week, the best thing you can do is head to an Apple device, Mac computer, Go on to iTunes and hit some stars. And if you want to say something nice, that's even better. Right. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and I will catch you next week. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.